Hello, I said hello first, I win. I don't think it was a competition. I know, I know. But I won. But I said it better, in fact, I didn't say it at all. Who wore it better? (laughs) Hello. Hello. Who are you? (laughs) What are you doing here? (laughs) This is like the best start to a podcast ever. This isn't my beautiful house. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to the Fanuary Jam, episode two. Woo! Not that long after episode one. I know. I think we're just a bit trigger happy. Yeah, we just wanna we just wanted to get March in very quickly. Yes, March of the Penguins. Um, that's a thing. All right. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna be snappy this time. Yes. Let's just explain the premise. Over to you and be premise explainer. I'm extraordinary. Go. We are you saying that I won that competition? Shh. Okay. Um, I am the best explainer of the premise, and it is that we watched the 1989 film The January Man 12 times, once every month, uh, for a year, and we ask ourselves the same questions. What delighted us, what annoyed us, what surprised us, what confused us, and then we ask the question, who is The January Man? That's what we do, and you can't stop us, whoever you are. I think I know who you are. All right, let's get going. Episode two, <laughs> up and running, like, I don't know, like Panther from He-Man. Wow, yeah. going thick and fast with the obscure Well, He-Man rode a uh, battle cat, but Skeletor rode, rode Panther. So at Christmas, my parents didn't get me a battle cat. They got me Panther. So I had the baddies horse cat. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's your, your future band name, the baddies horse cat. I love it. Uh, whoop-de-doo and la-di-da. <laughs> anyway, on that note, um, delight. What delighted you in this viewing, Derek? This viewing, I was very delighted by the performance uh, by Danny Aiello. That's his name and that's how it's pronounced. Danny Aiello. And uh, here's the thing about Danny Aiello. Um, in this movie, his acting might be seen as you know one of the many confusing performances because is it supposed to be comedic? Is it supposed to be dramatic? Is it? And everybody's confused. Like Rod Steiger, it's confusing. In what vein are the lines being delivered? Because of the script is so dodge, we don't really know sometimes. But I just want to point out a simple fact. The fact is that Danny Aiello is a powerful actor. He's a powerhouse of an actor. And when he took this role, he just he played it straight. He is the grumpy, but sometimes comedic, uh, comedically grumpy uh, chief of police and he brings it and he brings it good um, so you know Rod Steiger also did bring it but he's just confusing us whereas Danny plays it straight and when he's on a when he's a, when he's playing a, a scene where he's upset it's palpable like when, he, when he's when he's angry at the beatnik you know Nick Starkey it's it it's believable so anyway, he's a really good actor and he's no longer with us, so I'm delighted by his performance. The end. I'm going to agree. I think in in his stiller moments, he's there's a humanity in his performance that's definitely lacking from Rod Steiger. Like, I do not understand that character at all, whereas I have a better understanding of Danny Aiello, yeah. except that I have no idea what his beef is with Nick Starkey, what their history is. We yeah, never well, find out. again, this film is terrible we with exposition. Find, we yeah. don't get backstory. No, no. But he is believable. And as a quick shout out, you look at his performance in the 
psychological horror Jacob's Ladder it's kind of similar he's powerful but also gentle yeah um, there you go what delighted you well can I also say when you say that Rod Steiger brought it I think if he brought it it's like he brought ice cream to put on the barbecue that's what he brought <laughs> anyway um, to what delighted me I just have to say this because I'm going to think it every single time unless I actually just get it out of the way and that is as Nick Starkey known as Kevin Klein comes home to his um, his sort of beatnik palace where all the his quirky neighbours live, uh, he meets one of them on the stairs and he says, hi, Ramon. And Ramon, I think, is carrying some kind of musical instrument. Guitar. And it's a guitar. And he says, I am thinking, I am thinking. And I just love Ramon. <clears throat> Shout out to Ramon. Yeah, Ramon deserves a spin-off TV series. Yeah, more Ramon, please. Ramon is thinking. Yes. Everybody, <laughs> everybody loves Ramon and he's thinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get into surprise. Sure. What? Uh, what's a, you go for us this time. Yeah, I'm just going to do it. And again, I'm getting this out of the way. Otherwise I'm going to think it every single time in the very opening sequence. Um, it, uh, it's the fact that there are clansmen banana heads in the um, in the crowd at the watching the apple drop, New York. What's it? What's this Times Square? Have a look. There's no, this... look. Guess what? What? Snap. <gasps> what? Surprised. I wrote down moon men. Oh, and I called them clans, clansmen banana heads. But who I, are they? What need, are they? Well, we need to actually probably go away and research. Yeah. What are they portraying in 1989? What was it about um, banana-shaped white yeah. heads yeah. with sunglasses? That was obviously a cultural um, trope or, or thing. That's in, been lost in that's time. That's been lost, but we need to find out. We do. There are moon-shaped <sighs> heads uh, in heads. the crowd, banana heads in the crowd, and we don't know what they are, and it surprises both. Oh, and that's why we're married. We that's both ju- that's are, the, only yes, the only reason we're married. Um, okay, so then my uh, other, well, my proper answer was um, why Nick Nick Starkey, Kevin Klein, asks Ed if he wants a job. I just based on that's a surprise. Yeah, I, well. It's it's like I'm just wondering what he's basing it on because you know the fact that Ed goes on to do all this sophisticated 3D modeling on the NEC computer. Mm. Um, there's nothing that's evident in Ed's general demeanor in his that shows oeuvre, in his oeuvre. Yeah, if he, if 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 perhaps Ed was like a gamer and was like playing his you know Nintendo mm. Sega station. <laughs> okay, boomer. It, yeah, I, I, um, I, I would kind of get. Yeah, I would understand it, but it just really surprised me this time watching. Yeah. I'm going. He's asking this, but I, 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 I still don't know why. I think we're supposed to believe that you know Nick Starkey is basically an artist himself. He's a genius. He's a genius. Uh, he can do anything brilliantly. He's just next level genius, and he knows that his friend Ed is also a next level transcendent genius, and he's going to bring a genius along, and they're both just going to figure everything out, even though they're not trained in any other software. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That surprised you. Yes, it did. What annoyed? Let's get to annoy. Frank, please. Wait, wait a minute. Forget it. Uh, here's something that everybody will agree with. I'm annoyed by 1980s Parrot. Oh, this yeah. film has one 
Mm-hmm. Many films have them. There's lots of films around that time, into the 90s, I'm sure, where the fact is a talking parrot is like, oh, it's genius. It's going to make everybody laugh. We're going to love it. It's almost like his character in itself. And, and, and then the thing that they do in films is they have the parrot say something as a punchline, as if parrots deliver punchlines. No, they just repeat things they've learned and repeat often. So it doesn't make sense when this 1980 parrot says, up yours, copper, to the chief of police. I don't, def- don't defend 80s parrot. Look, I think, I think you're probably not giving parrots enough credit. I think they probably have a little bit more intelligence than that. Okay. Um, but, but yes, I, I know a, what you mean. It's probably a very big but. Okay. But, but, okay. I will take your point. I'll take that remark. Take that um, remark. And I will also, as a side note, for anyone who's listening to Valley Heat, don't, don't go listen to it now but there is a parrot in that that only says Michael Douglas I love that parrot so okay that is a first good of all use you've of promoted another podcast I have I have and all I don't right. think there's anything wrong with that all right okay fair enough um and secondly you've been I think you've had the the parrot's wool pulled over your eyes just just because <laughs> another podcast uses a parrot really well doesn't mean that 80s parrot deserves any praise okay all right. We unpraise 80s parrot. We unpraise 80s parrot. Okay. <laughs> what uh, annoyed you? Um, the fact that the mayor's daughter, what is her name? Mary Mastriano. The character's name? Yeah. Oh. I don't know if I've picked that up yet. Anyway, the mayor's daughter and her friend, the heiress, who dies in the very sort of opening sequence, yeah. um, they actually don't see the new year in together. They're leaving the venue. They're saying Happy New Year to people who yeah, are going she, she in. Yeah, she dies. Yeah, as, as the apple is dropping in Times Square with the banana yeah. head clansmen. So I, and hopefully on the banana head clansmen, um, yeah, it kind of annoys me that they peaked too soon. They didn't even make it to midnight. Yeah, it's true. And look, let's add it to the list of many, many things that happen in films that don't really ring true to life. So, you know... The couple who order the steak dinner and a $100 bottle of wine, then they have a terse conversation and both leave. One leaves or both leave before the food even arrives. The couple who are having, you know, an argument in a cocktail bar and don't even sip their drink and leave. This is a couple of friends who go to a New Year's night out and uh, are in a taxi by 11.15, I think. Yep. And it doesn't matter. Clearly quite drunk, but sort of like... I don't know. Yeah, it just doesn't ring true. Yeah, right. And I think the thing about a film like this is it never expected people like you and I to watch it again and again and to pick up all this stuff. They were kind of like, <laughs> yeah, we can get away let, with this. Let that be a warning to yeah. all the Pat O'Connors yeah. of the future. <laughs> if you're going to make something, make it 12 times watchable. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it's the old grey whistle test of film. All right, confused. Don't you get it? I tell you what confused me. Yes. Uh, and you just touched on it earlier. Why would a consummate artist who, uh, who we're supposed to believe is a kind of a genius, why would he quit painting, which he was doing on day one, uh, and within a day of, of having his new job at the police station, become a graphic designer, and then somehow become a genius on 3D modeling in the next two days? Uh, how is that possible, first of all, and why would he even do it? I mean, he's an artist. So before that, 
two days earlier, all he knew, he didn't even know Microsoft Paint. But now he's he knows, what is it, the NEC computer? It's called the... It's the NEC something, uh, and it has Lotus Agenda. Lotus Agenda? It has software on it, and uh, I almost look up Lotus Agenda. And I think the software is the homicide... Uh, no, that's developed later. They, oh, they install yeah. software, and then he, the artist, develops a program called HLA, Homicide Location and Analysis yep, Program. I don't know if he developed it. But <laughs> what, did he outsource it in two days? Yeah. To, but, like, the IT department? But also, like, all of their existing computers are a different model, so I'm surprised the software works on the new computer, because that was the times where you wouldn't well, have well, that yeah, easy yeah, transference yeah, right. of software. You, from, I, yeah, look... I don't think there's any transference of anything. I think we're supposed to believe <laughs> that, that Ed <laughs> developed from scratch the Homicide Location Analysis Program, HLA, which is a 3D model of New York. <laughs> and he did it two days after he was painting parrots on the wall. <laughs> parrots, see? Oh, so we're praising parrots again? <laughs> we are. We're, con- we're confused yeah. here. Uh. I want to praise them like I should. Okay, so, um, well, look, and and I think here I have to admit with Confused that probably my surprise question was more confused because that was like, why did he offer him a job? But I tried to kind of pass it off as surprise. Um, the confused thing for me this time around, and maybe you can explain it, is I don't... I can mansplain it. Yeah, please do. Um... January mansplain it. Oh, I can fan... No, never mind. Anyway, um, why... Okay, there's, it's two parts. One is the visit to the planetarium. I I'll really... take the second part first. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, the visit to the planetarium, in terms of the timeline, which I did plot out, it is really unclear clear if that happens in the middle of the night or very early in the morning. Okay, so that's already confusing. Um, and the other thing is, um, there's this whole thing about Virgo. How does that even fit in? Because we know the the sequence of where the windows are are the musical notes, and that's going to be that last note, which actually he goes up and actually goes down in the musical sequence. Calendar Girl. That's how they determine which. You're asking what? How is Virgo uh, relevant? Yeah. The answer, their answer is there is an answer. It relates to the piece of music, a piece of music. Now we're gonna, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to come back to this because I can't give you the full answer. But the fact that the constellation Virgo relates to a piece of music, which helps him f- find the next clue, and then he finds the calendar girl song. I I can't no, but I the can't calendar girl it. the calendar girl song comes from the locations of the murders on different floors. I know that. Yeah, but, but before the, that, yeah, but Virgo before is that, relevant. It is relevant. It, Apparently, but I'm saying I don't understand yes. how. So you're confused and you haven't yet resolved the confusion. That's and good. I, I, that, that's, what belongs, I feel, that's what belongs here today. I feel that it's unlikely it. to be resolved. I feel like well, it's going to be a little... You can't say, I feel confused and I feel I will always feel confused. <laughs> no. There, that, is, there is a light is at the end of the, the tunnel. Is there the is a light. Can we just say the, the cancelled check when she hands no, it to him? No, go into other yeah, topics. No, no. When she hands it to him? This is confused from the last thing, and I'm still confused, even more confused, because she hands him the cancelled check, and it has a stamp on it that says paid. Okay, 
that okay. to me says you're, you're, not. Okay. That's not a cancelled. You're chip. all over the place. No, I'm, I need, no, I'm I, confused. I, I, you're confused. Too. <laughs> so you're confused in episode one. Yes. And you're still confused. And now you're confused in episode two. It's a really good one. And you're saying that's always going to be confusing. So I think we need a new little item here, and that is. We check in, has any previous confusion been <laughs> okay. resolved? All okay. right. My previous confusion, for example, was a soundtrack. Uh, it's confusing uh, because it's all over the place. That won't be resolved, so we shouldn't expect it to be. Okay. So I, it, we should but always maybe, check in. Maybe any the of our, check. We should always find in. out <laughs> if any of our confusions have been resolved. Okay, thank you. Okay. Now, we, have, uh, we need to visit a corner. Oh. We're going to Corrections, Corrections Corner. Corner. <laughs> it doesn't figure. Let me tell you something. Life is like that sometimes. You were wrong, that's all. Okay, this is something we need to get out of the way. It's a correction from episode one. Um, the actress's name is not Mary Elizabeth MB. Master no. Say it. This is unbearable. I can't. Repeat after me. Yeah. Mary. Mary. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Mastrantonio. 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 Corrections Corner. I am thinking. It doesn't figure. Let me tell you something. Life is like that sometimes. You were wrong, that's all. All right. That corner is a new one. Yeah, it's a good one. I All like right. that corner. Can I, we go back there? It doesn't figure. Let me tell you something. Life is like that sometimes. You were wrong, that's all. No, come back, come back. All right, here wait, we are. Oh. It doesn't figure. Let me tell you something. Life is like that sometimes. You were wrong, that's all. And here we are, back in the main podcast. With one question left to answer. Who is the January man? Does anybody know this guy? Who do you think important? That's the problem with it. He's nobody. Who, who is the January man? Who, who, who is the January man? Ooh. Ooh. I'm, I'm going to go first. I just want, I just want, I just want to do a shout out to the thick-lipped man in the funeral because he rocks. Um, why? Why him? Well, no, because he was that my was January guess? man last time, and yeah. I just, I just feel like he's always going to be the January man in my heart. But this time, I'm going to say it's Nick Starkey. Kevin Klein is the January man, and here's why. He says the January man will get his January girl, and who gets the girl in that in that movie? Kevin Klein. He is the January man. I rest my case. I was really with you until you said I rest my case. You just, you just, you know, you were bringing it, and it was a good, nice, logical connection. And then you just got cocky. No one likes a cocky Catherine. <laughs> no, a cocky concubine. Cocky two. A cocky person. So uh, that's actually very good. He got the January girl, so he yeah. is a January man. There you go. Mine's Boom. Again with the cocky. <laughs> Here's my one. Mic drop. Uh, and this one is uh, probably the first of many forays into the slightly absurd. Okay. Because... Bring it. I really think that this film's going to quite soon send us off the map in terms of logic and reason. 
Here's my one this time. The January man is actually Lord Byron. What? I could pick the who. <laughs> Lord Byron is the name of the fish, one of the fish oh, in the tank. The slow-mo fish. They are in slow motion at the opening credits, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, the victim uh, arrives home and she's drunk and she goes up to the fish tank just before she's murdered and she says, Oh, fish, yeah, you are. Uh, then she says, Ten, hup, uh, hi, and she's having fun. And then she sees one of the fish and she goes, Lord Byron, lay one on me. And <gasps> one second later, she's being strangled to death. Oh. So... Lord Byron, I, I am. Um, what's the word? Conduce. No. Lord Byron, I posit to oh. you, mm-hmm. is a cosmically influential fish, and when she <laughs> says, "Lay one on me," he sends from his little fish brain, or maybe from his lateral line, which is part of a fish's nervous system, a signal out into the cosmos that says, "This girl's gotta go." Can we just say you're... And gift- she gets strangulated. Okay, yes. Yeah, in does, the neck. In the neck. She, but listen, she... You're giving... You're giving Lord Byron the fish, like, a lot of credit there, that you're not extending to 80s parrot. If you parrot. bring 80s parrot back... <laughs> this episode's over. No, no, but I, there's a, I just did want to th- say one thing. Do you think that actress... Oh, sorry, actor... Um, who, the heiress who plays a wonderful role in V, the science fiction. But also, show. she isn't she in the Candyman? No. No, she is. Uh oh. Another Uh-oh. corrections for Uh-oh. next week. <laughs> well, we got... You got to be careful. Well, I just thought she was only in films that had the word man in them. Again, incorrect. Is the full name of V V Man? <laughs> and <laughs> now I want to go back to Parrot because. <laughs> I was having such a nice time thinking about V Girl. Uh, you know what? <laughs> what? Um, uh, my brother Phil always used to carry around. Not always. He carried around a picture of that girl from V. Oh no, it wasn't her. It was um, Jane from Neighbours. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's quite a leap from V to Neighbours. Was it Jane and Neighbours, or was she in Home and Away? I think it was home and away. Uh, wow, you need to do okay. Corrections Corner is going to be bulging next. We need to stop talking. Yeah, we do, we do. Uh, that's it. Yes. That's who I think it is, and that's okay. who you think it is. Yes. And we are done for episode two. Yes. Thank you for listening. Thank do you. email us at Derek, Derek and, and Imbi, all one word, at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts. If you don't have thoughts, send us your feelings. If you don't have feelings, then. Um, see a see a doctor and get it seen too. I, I I have feelings. I have feelings too, and I really do hope our uh, our, our audience has feelings too. Yes. Yeah. You know why? Why? Cause I know the-